This is Aruna Krishnan. On today's episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Margot Lavette, podcaster and owner of Podcaster Academy Online. Today, I have a very special guest, Margot Lavette. She hosts the podcast, Her Business, Her Voice, Her Conversation. So welcome to the show, Margot. By the way, you are the first official guest post-podcast launch. So I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, thank you. This is an honor to be here. It really, really is. And congratulations on launching. It takes a lot of guts and spirit to do this. So congratulations. Thank you. So the reason I invited Margot is I met her through Podcast Town, which is a community for podcasters. And I heard her story of reinvention. And we like to refer to it as hashtag reinvention. So Margot has got an amazing story that I would like her to share in terms of reinvention. And all the stories that she hosts on her podcast are to do with reinvention. So Margot, please tell us firstly about your reinvention and how that led you to uh, make that a bigger platform for other people doing similar reinventions. All right. Wow. There's nothing more powerful than telling these stories. So thank you for this platform. Appreciate it. We're going to uh, empower some other folks to reinvent themselves today. But it began 26 years ago, actually, when I went into corporate and um, was at a major corporation and started at the bottom and uh, went as far as management, decided, oh, I don't really want all of that. So I stepped on down to dispatch, which was fine, was another form of, of uh, management. So, you know, you, you get into that groove of being an employee and doing what you're supposed to do and, and really getting quite good at it and being satisfied and, and trusting the company, trusting the culture, trusting the, the uh, hierarchy, just this is what you do. So after 26 years, about the 25th year, um, no, it was, the 20, it was the 26th year that I was there, something happened. And I got, as a dispatcher, I got a call. And, you, you know, you speak to people all over the globe, just, oh, my God. Uh, but that day in particular, I got a call, and it was from a contractor. And the way that call came through, it was very threatening. It was eerie. It was ominous. And it shook me to my core. And the person, another person in the office heard me and they saw me and it, I, I just couldn't shake how that call made me feel, how threatened I felt, how insecure I felt. And I knew that that person had access to the office coming in and that type of thing. And long story short, I was just never able to recover from the way he said what he said and the way he made me feel, I just couldn't shake it. And that happened in uh, the end of August. And by October, it bothered me so until I went to a therapist because it, I was angry. I had gone to HR and I told them what happened. I did a statement. Nothing else was done. Nothing was said. Nothing at all. 
and I'm looking over my shoulder, praying to God that he doesn't come into the office. So then um, this is by November. She's telling me, the therapist is telling me, you know, your blood pressure is all off. Uh, you need to get out of there. She said, you know, 26 years is a long time, but you need to just chalk it up. If they're not going to do anything, you're not, gonna, you're not resolving this, Marco. So you need to walk. Well, I was going to go ahead and retire in a couple of years. You know, you're stuffing away money in that 401k. You're plotting, you've made your plan and you're working your plan, you know. But my health and my mental and physical health was suffering. And by Christmas Eve, I'll never forget, I looked around and I thought, I can't do this anymore. And my manager said something to me and I just lashed out at him so angrily because I did within from uh, August, end of August up until December, the end of December, I filled out two reports and uh, HR and nothing mm -hmm. was done. So um, that was it. I just got my, you know how corporate always tells you record everything and you have your books and things like that. I just got my books, my personal effects, and I walked and I thought, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. But I've been doing podcasting uh, as a hobby. I just liked it. I found my voice with it. I would mm -hmm. play music and that type of thing, terrestrial and internet, and just really had fun with it. But it took me a whole year working with a therapist and with my uh, personal physician to get the blood pressure together and to actually work through those things that what triggered that conversation what what why did one conversation out mm -hmm. of all those millions of conversations why did that one affect me the way that it did i had to work through that and it went all the way back to when i was 19 years old an incident that went on domestic violence mm -hmm. and you know you never forget that sound you never forget that tone and that day of all days and i always say you know maybe i heard that before in other people but that day i was supposed to hear it because i was supposed to just leave and become a podcaster i really do believe that so after a year i um i found my voice again and i got back into podcasting hired the best coach i could hire and the rest is history. I couldn't find somebody who could mirror my story though. I needed, how do I make the, how do I reinvent myself? I wanted to become an author. I wanted to be a doggone good podcaster. You know, I just mm -hmm. wanted to take this thing from, from being a hobby. How do you really get good at this? That's what I wanted, mm -hmm. you know? And then, okay, if we turned it into a business, okay, but I just want to write a book and I really want to have fun with this. So, you know, that was my, my goal. So I hired the best coach that I could hire. It took two years to really build my platform because I found that while I was building out the technical part of being a podcast, I was rebuilding and listening to the inside of myself. So really it took me two, almost three years to really come out of, of that whole scenario and be able to just kind of bloom and blossom and float along and go on. And here we are today. That's an amazing story. And uh, it's interesting that something happened when you were 19 and it took you a while to address that. It took you many years to finally get out of that, get to that part where you had put it behind you and be able yes. to move forward. So that's, that's really amazing. Uh, 
So when you were on this journey, you said you hired a coach. Oh, and before that, I think destiny is underrated, but definitely you at that moment knew that this was your destiny and uh, this is what makes you happy. Yes. Uh, so when you were going through this uh, reinvention, were there people or factors other than your coach that guided you, guided you through that reinvention? I had a couple of good, really good friends and uh, they said, well, you're out of corporate now. So what are you going to do? You know, and we do some game show hopping and that type of thing. Living in Southern California, you know, you have access to the other game shows and stuff like that. So did some game show hopping and just um, really listened to myself. And I listened to them also. They were, two of them were entrepreneurs. And one in particular was getting ready to go to this huge conference, just huge conference in Prince George's County, Maryland. And she said, why don't you come on? You know, you need to come on. You don't have a podcast right now, but just, you're going to get back into it. Come on and speak. She, cause she was going to do a coffee and ice cream type of thing. So mm -hmm. I went to Prince George's County and in my heart, I was back to podcasting in my heart. I had an audience, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just talked about podcasting and, and communication and that type of thing mm -hmm. at her uh, event and while I was there that's where I met my coach that's where I met someone who was doing exactly what I wanted to do he was uh, interviewing people and he was an established interviewer uh, podcaster and he was making money doing it you know he was doing what he loved he was there speaking and he had so much energy and he was so much fun and I went home and I thought, he told me how much it cost. And I kind of stumbled over that a little bit. I'm not going to, holy crap, Whoa. you know, <laughs> but this was in my heart to do. So I had to do it. I went home and I thought about it and I vetted him. I always tell people vet folks, everybody can say something. Anybody mm -hmm. can write something, follow the track record, listen to those podcasts. What are they, what do they sound like? Mm -hmm. Who has been, who been on the show, that type of thing. So I did my homework and needless to say, I went with him and I am so very glad that I did really and truly. You have to have a mentor, somebody mm -hmm. to help you along the way. His <laughs> name is Brother Bedford. At that time, he lived in Detroit, Michigan. He's mm -hmm. now in Atlanta, Georgia. And he was a gentleman who, uh, oh, I, it's a shame. I forget the name of his show, but he would interview Black millionaires. And he recently joined a joint effort on a podcast with uh, Dr. George Frazier, who's the head of the Power Networking Conference. And it is a huge conference where people go and really make connections so that they can build their businesses. But Brother Bedford is, is dynamic. And then I'd be remiss to say Nigalia, who is the head of Womel Magazine. She's very instrumental as of late with the podcast. And we'll, we'll talk about that, but I have to say something about Nigalia also. Her vision for building a business, the structure of it, oh my God, bar, bar none. Brother Bedford, can, he showed me how to build the podcast and build me to be a mm -hmm. podcaster. But Nigalia, actually, how do you build the foundation for this, what is now a business? So it takes a team. It mm -hmm. comes out to take a team.
Yeah, that's amazing. And you mentioned these, uh, uh, you mentioned Warm L, which is one magazine that you were featured in, but you've also been featured in Huffington Post. And I really like this one. This is my favorite, Bodacious Women Over 50. Yes. And uh, a few other magazines. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so you're on this reinvention journey. Like when you're doing that, do you set goals for yourself and do you measure them or is it more like organic and you just know that you're going the right path? How does that feel for you? Well, you know what I found, Aruna, is that you have to set your own goals inside and on the outside. Write them down. And that's why I always tell people, get yourself a coach because things will happen and you'll get afraid. Imposter syndrome will come in. All kinds of things. You'll hear all these voices. Or doggone it, some days you'll just get up and say, I don't want to do an interview. I don't want to do this. It's sunny outside. I just want to take a good eight-hour walk or whatever, you know. <laughs> Something will come up. So you have to have somebody who's going to hold your feet to the fire. But then you have to know long-term this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to do it if I'm not good. And because I've always been competitive, come to find out. So it's like always, yeah, always just, just have some goals and then measure them because, and, and you know what I find measures them? Consistency. How consistent can I be? That's how I measure everything. But when you do something that you really love, then that's one of the goals. And it's, it's no longer a drudgery. You just do it. You're, you are consistent. So mm -hmm. good way to measure yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so speaking of uh, consistency, I guess that's a good segue into your actual podcast. So I listened to last week's episode, which featured uh, a lady by the name of Ursula Garrett, I believe. Yes. yes. And she had a very amazing story. And I would really love for you to talk about her story in the context of, of your podcast in terms of showing how people are faced with adversity, but yet turn it around and what your show does with that story. All right. Ursula Garrett. Oh my goodness. She was she, such an amazing woman, has an MBA, uh, is a practicing, has clients, the whole gamut of CPA. But at age 17, she had two children, poor background in the South here in the United States. And I think she said when she was 17, she was married also, had a scholarship to go to college. But, you know, her choice. And she talks about making bad choices. Her choice was to go on and get married. Uh, I think she said the marriage within two years was in a shambles. Here she is with these kids. What am I going to do? She goes to school and to, to uh, city colleges. And then she's always been an entrepreneur. But she decided to go ahead and tough it out, get with a company, learn what's there so that she could stand on her own two feet. And the, the rest is history. She was a part of the military. She said she was a woman who wore pumps to school, you know, walked two miles in pumps. But then here she trades in the pumps for uh, combat boots. She said that really didn't work, you know. Yeah. So we laughed and I almost cried at her transparency of how nobody gave her anything. 
She had something within herself where she always planned. And that, you know, we talked about planning earlier, but she is a planner. That's how things are done. And I find that most of the guests on my show, they, I'm gravitating towards them because they don't have silver spoons in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave them anything. But when we look at the climate today, people, I want people to know that in the worst circumstance, you can make it because there are more than 50 guests that bear witness that it's possible to reinvent yourself become an author, a podcaster, an entrepreneur. And these, those are three big things. They are life-changing events in a person's life. And if those folks can do it and come on and give how-tos and much inspiration, wow, I want the world to know that anything you need to know, do and, and become, it, it's possible. So Ursula Garrett, she is just one remarkable just one remarkable story. I have so many and I listen because I learn. And sometimes I'm glad that it's audio because my mouth is just literally open and I'm almost in tears sometimes. I I just really, you know, when you see how far people have come. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very inspiring. I heard that story and then I had to just share that with my husband because it's so inspiring Mm -hmm. and it, It shows you you can do if someone has been in a much worse situation than you and has found their way that really anything is possible if you set your mind to it. So that's what I always take away. And I love that about your show. And uh, for the listeners, uh, Margot's show is her business, her voice, her conversations. And uh, Margo, you also are the founder of Podcast Academy Online. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that is my latest reinvention. You know, after really finding my voice and and falling just headlong, footlong, head knee deep in love with podcasting, I, I, I knew that it was time to begin to teach people how to podcast. And I, I, Brother Bedford, I'll sing his praises forevermore. When he helped me build uh, her business, her voice, her conversation, we built it organically. So I like when you use that yeah. word organic. There's nothing wrong with organic. I find that when you build something right the first time, if you are going to stay a solo um, a, a solo podcaster, or if you're going to go with a major network, which is something that I did early on with the show, if your foundation is built correctly, then you're going to be just fine. You're not going to have to rebuild, put a little piece here, or I'll patch that. You want to be able to have a podcast where you can grow on top of it and grow up on it. So that because so many opportunities, because of consistency, opportunities are just going to find you. And you're not going to have time to go ahead and uh, hold, put a hole in the dam because you're leaking, you know, because you took a shortcut. So many of us take shortcuts when it's time to build our podcast. We don't have the internal information. We don't have the internal fortitude that goes into being a podcaster. So I built Podcast Academy online where we take a look at the inside podcaster and we Mm -hmm. build 
you know, our podcast to last. We build it so that you can monetize or you can just stay a hobbyist, whatever you want to do. And I teach it, build it at your own pace. This is soft self-talk. We're adults. Life happens. If it takes you a year from concept to, to launch, you're in a nose, you know, we're not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. uh, there are no stupid questions. You're okay. I just want to produce good podcasters, people who have stories and messages and products that they have to get out there, that they have to give out to people. So that's my mission. And, mm -hmm. I, I, and I love, we are two months into it and I love it. I really do. Five students so far. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it's not for everybody because everybody's not going to want to be a podcaster, but if a person's ready and mm -hmm. they want to get started, I can get you where you need to go. That's great. We appreciate that information. And uh, you mentioned something about an ebook. Can you tell us what is the, the ebook about? Yes, I come bearing gifts today, mm -hmm. bearing awesome. gifts. <laughs> I had an awesome opportunity before COVID-19 hit. I had an opportunity to speak at the Staples store. Yeah, they started this, well, it started in the East Coast and then on the West Coast where they want to draw people into the store and they'd have different people come in and present uh, information. So I came in presenting information about podcasting and I came away understanding Everybody does not want to be a podcaster, and that's okay. The podcast industry is so large. If you are a photographer, you're a graphic artist, you are a content writer, you are a writer, there's, there are jobs there, there are careers there for you. So I came up with an ebook, and if a person texts our reinvention, R-E-I-N-V as in Victor, E-N-T-I-O-N, to, uh, to text this to, 42828, reinvention, text it to 42828, and I have a guide over there. And it just kind of lets people understand what, how far you can go with this podcast, the uh, podcast industry. If you don't want to be a podcaster, it's okay. So I put it in the, uh, put a little guide together for people because, you know, a lot of people are laid off on furlough mm -hmm. from their regular jobs. And if you have these skills, you get enough podcasters, you, hey, you have a business, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you, and you're very, you're going to be needed because we need the photographers. We need the engineers, audio and video. So mm -hmm. I had that free for, uh, for everybody. Well, thank you, Marco. Uh, I wanted to bring up something here because maybe the listeners are wondering like, you know, I, I need a reinvention, but is there an age limit on reinvention? Cause I'm sure you have a, you have an opinion on this. Tell us what you think about that. Oh my God. I think that re I pay attention to reinvention from 45 on up to 90. So uh, I, and especially in the world that we're living in, things make you have to change. You don't necessarily want to all the time and you, they don't go as you plan. But the thing of reinvention, I think that it's inevitable and we need to embrace it. We need to stay flexible for it. And, and understand that it's not something strange. It is an opportunity. And seek out those that have done it. 
so that they can tell you about the bears and the owls and the deer that roam about in your neighborhood at night, you know, and let you know that you're going to be okay. I don't think that there's an age on it. And I think that that's where we really mess up when we put an age on, oh, I'm too old. I've worked for 26, 30 years at a company. All I want to do is uh, pat my little grandkids on the (laughs) head and, and go to the store every day. But everybody's not like that. And that's okay. Find what you want to do and do it. You don't have to go bombastic and just uh, spend a billion dollars doing it. Find somebody who's doing, who's done it, so that you can take it in steps and and build it. It's it's mm-hmm. all. It has to be built. It has to be uh, it has to be organically built mm-hmm. so that it can be sustainable. I was sixty one years old when I walked, and now I when I really got serious about it. I was 60, what, 62, 63, when I really got serious about it and started building organically. Yeah, it was 61 when I left, 62 when I really got serious. So a lot of people say, holy cow, aren't you ready to just kind of hang it up? But no, yeah, no, not, yeah. A, not at all. And yeah. we are both part uh, members of Podcast Town and mm-hmm. that, oh my goodness, that is just another piece of wind under our wings because we can learn, we can mm-hmm. share. They're, lifelong learning, that's, that's for yes. me. I, yes. yeah. 60s are, everybody wants to th- turn the clock back. 60 is 60 to me. I don't know. I haven't been right. 61, 62, 66, haven't been that before, but I love what I, where I'm at right now. Just oh, that, that's perfect. Perfect sentiment. Perfectly said. I wanted you to say that because people can't see you and I want them to know that it's, it's never too late. And I want them to have the motivation to do a hashtag reinvention. I want that to become something that's known and push your mission forward to encourage other people to uh, consider reinventing themselves. If that is something that they feel they need to do. Yes. And, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation today and uh, I hope we can have more of these in the future. I know we will through podcast town, but I think you've given the listeners a lot to think about and a lot of inspiration. And I really appreciate your time, Margo. Well, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your platform, your, your audience. They are just very blessed to have access to such a powerful platform. They really, really are. Thank you, Margo. 